This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. And uh, nobody's in here. Well, um, that's what I get for going up against NXT and AEW. Both loaded up tonight. The Tuesday Night War. Good evening. Welcome to no one. This is not usual. <laughs> I assure you, I do have the same quality bullshit that I always have. <laughs> and we'll do it for nobody if we have to. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome. Fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, we're going to give you an update on what's going on in the country of Palestine. Some people might call it Israel. Biden giving remarks earlier today. Got crazy video of Israeli police apparently taking out two different Hamas fighters one-handed. It's not the only crazy video I have tonight, I assure you. The battle for the speaker the battle for the speaker of the house is on the Republicans currently engaged in a candidate forum right now. This is a closed door forum. Originally this was supposed to happen on like Sean Hannity tonight. GOP realizing that probably wouldn't be a good idea. Joe Biden Interviewed in the probe into classified documents. As you know, there is a special counsel, not Jack Smith, investigating Biden, Pence, everyone else's handling of classified documents. Tommy Tuberville, quite possibly the dumbest man in the Senate, giving Ron Johnson a run for his money has filed a police report against the former CIA director for a mean tweet. I'm not joking. George Santos charged conspiracy to defraud his voters. His donors. Sounds about right. Got some labor action news for you tonight. Mack truck workers joining the strike with the UAW workers. Walgreens workers walked out on the job. Las Vegas teachers are challenging a law that prevents them from striking. Meanwhile, Howard Schultz. Is he the CEO of Starbucks currently? He was the CEO and he stepped down. I believe they brought him back to do some union busting. Remember when he was doing all that union busting? Well, apparently he broke the law. Hmm. Oh, there's a lot of people in here now. Good evening. Good evening. There was, there was nobody. Oh, kick chat is broke. That would explain it. Quesadilla. Good evening. He's nuts. DJ Dub. Okay, that would explain why nobody was talking to me a little bit ago. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome. 
Perhaps if you are the dude that's been arguing with me on TikTok, you would like to call in or maybe hop into my Discord chat. The Discord link in the description of wherever you're watching this video. The phone number, 917. There's Clinically. We have Kick Chat working. Apparently, it gets brain farts. This isn't the first time it hasn't worked. The Discord down below. You'll have to tell me if you go into my Discord chat. There is a voice channel called Debate Freaking. Flash Thompson, good evening. Yeah, call in, loser. Oh, it was delayed. Good evening. Welcome, guys. Welcome. If you'd like to call in, I, I need to do something. Like, I need to make a thing that has the phone number up on the screen. We don't get calls the way we used to. And calls are so much fun. 917-830-4359. I don't, I don't even think I put it in the description. That's stupid of me. I should really do that. A principal has asked for leave after rescinding an honor student's scholarship recommendation for a twerking video. A school board member in Arizona has filed a suit for not being allowed to read the Bible during school board meetings. Not like her reading it to herself. She's not paying attention to the goings on. No, she wants to be able to read the Bible to the school board meeting. Seems like not the place or the time. The school board meeting is not your fucking church. Insane video of a woman opening fire inside a police station while smoking a cigarette. Now, just just hearing the headline, I am expecting to pull up the video and see sparkles. That sounds like a very sparkles lavender thing to do. <laughs> Be smoking a cigarette. No, if it was sparkles, it would be a vape. She loves those pussy sticks. A jewelry store owner opened fire on a smash and grab. I think this happened in Florida. This 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 has to be a Florida. Yep, it was a Florida thing. Only only in Florida. A woman attacked a gas station worker with a sausage. Florida woman attacks gas station worker with a sausage. <laughs> a man has been arrested uh, and also injured <laughs> after jumping into the 9-11 pool, the, the pool at the memorial for the 9-11 site <laughs> where the World Trade Center. I swear, goddamn. And it was baby boomers that were lead poisoned. The Daily Wire, uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but just a couple months ago, 
The Daily Wire was really taking up for Andrew Tate, weren't they? Accused sex trafficker Andrew Tate. I'm pretty sure many, many right-wing outlets were taking up for him, but I'm pretty sure the Daily Wire was one of them. Apparently, they have now turned on Andrew Tate because he had a somewhat based take about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. I don't want I don't want to call any take that Andrew Tate has based. However, he's had a couple of them. My my personal favorite is would you Would you fuck Hulk Hogan with a vagina <laughs> or Megan Fox with a dick? And all his fans were like, Hulk Hogan with a vagina. And he's like, no, you fuck Megan Fox with a dick. She's still a 10. <laughs> ah. This world is absurd. And that's, that's why, that's why the Troll Patrol is the place to get your news from. Richard. Good evening, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Megan Fox with a sausage. Oh, fucking shit. All that and a lot freaking more tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Tones, Tones, good evening. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to, to... I will still be here. We're going to be on a couple hours. Justin, maybe not 100%, maybe more like 95, 96%. Justin feels a hell of a lot better than he has felt the last couple of days. 10 out of 10 would fuck him up. I, I, usually I'm pretty kinky and I'm not, I won't discriminate in inviting people into the orgy, but I don't know about Hulk Hogan with a bitch. I don't know about Hulk Hogan, period. Because I'm not a fan. You live in sexual anarchy. With the atomic labia drop. Apparently Hulk Hogan has a... Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch penis. Terry Bollea does not... I wasn't doing this show when the Gawker trial was going on. Libertad. I wouldn't say no one likes Scat. Apparently, there there are people. <laughs> no, he really does have a fucking Pringle can for a dick. But he testified. Because we've, we've seen it. <laughs> There's a video. <laughs> where he's being really racist. Because that's... That's the thing I do when I'm having sex with my friend's wife is be really racist. God, I hate Hulk Hogan so much. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Here's your meme of the day. Gee, Chief, they look pretty upset. Yeah, I've been starving them, stealing their land, killing their kids.
The world is insane. The world has gone insane. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Always be trolling. Always be trolling. Fuck Mel Gibson. God, I hate that man, too. But what a fantastic director. I fucking hate that. Uh, the man the man himself, horrible. Fuck Mel Gibson. Hate the dude. But boy, Passion of the Christ, I watched it figuring I would mock it. I love that movie. That movie is great. Apocalyptico. Holy shit. Apocalyptico may be one of my favorite movies of all time. Exactly, clinically. I'm glad you you know this scene from The Simpsons. That's 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 why the meme is so hilarious. Because when they let the dogs out, they attack Chief Wiggum. Because of course, of course they do. I got the I got the giggles. Also, it's kind of hot in here. What the fuck? Ah, oh, fuck. There ain't nothing in it. I'm sorry that I'm going to play you a clip of U2 tonight. I am not a U2 fan. There's a lot, There's actually a lot of music. A meteorologist loves him some metal lyrics. Loudwire writing a piece about that. We're going to get into that here in a little bit. I apologize in advance because you guys didn't ask for you. I'll, I'll put a content warning before it. I watched a little bit of the 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 Sphere, the Sphere concert. I was actually not impressed. I thought it was going to be a lot cooler than what it was. Not so much that the the venue isn't cool. Just U2's fucking graphics weren't that fucking cool. Like I I was not impressed. Like, imagine the shit you can do with that gigantic 360 fucking screen. And they did that. I just, I was not impressed by it at all. I didn't even know the song they opened with. You're supposedly one of the biggest bands in the world, and you don't even open with one of your hits? I, did, I had no clue what that song was. You know, I was expecting fucking Pride in the Name of Love or some shit. Even better than the real thing. Then again, also, I haven't paid attention to U2 in like 20 years. So it could, that could have been one of their hits and I just wasn't listening to them. So apologies for having to play Bono. Uh, the biggest number two in the world. Let me calm down and stop giggling because we're getting ready to do some fucking serious shit here. To start off with, to start off with, the rest of the show, I'm not going to play you a lot of fucking cop death tonight for once. The rest of, after, after we get past uh, Israel and Palestine, it's a pretty funny fucking show. Venus, Venus, good evening. So glad to see you tonight. 
Hold on, let me let me get serious newscaster face going on here. Trying. It's it's not working out very well. Maynard is not impressed. The best thing you two ever did was their appearance on The Simpsons. Where, like, the, the security is beating the shit out of Homer. And In the Name of Love is playing in the background <laughs> as they're beating the shit out of him on the giant screen. <laughs> Man's talking about waste management. <laughs> That's important to everyone. God, I love The Simpsons so much. Okay, seriously. We get it together. We'll, we'll be back to bullshit here soon enough. Let's get through the serious news tonight. First, we're going to go to Voice of America, which is like the U.S. military's propaganda. They say heartbreak is civilian slaughtered on both sides of the Israel-Gaza conflict. Israelis living in the areas surrounding the Gaza Strip have been evacuated, and rockets continue to shoot out of the enclave. The more than two million Palestinian people inside are trapped, as it is pummeled by heavy weaponry day and night. Among the civilians in Gaza are as many as 150 Israeli hostages. Family members are terrified that their loved ones will not be rescued. I don't know how it is going to end, but the end will not be a happy end for nobody. It's not a happy end for nobody. Humanitarian groups inside Gaza say the crisis is deepening for civilians already cut off from the world and now cut off from outside resources like electricity, water, and food. Yes, yes. Voice of America neglecting to point out that it is the Israeli government that cut off their electricity, water, and food. Israeli government cut off their electricity, water, and food. In Jerusalem, about an hour and a half from Gaza, and still close enough to sometimes take rocket fire, many Israelis are enraged by the conflict, saying despite their government's famed security prowess, it failed to protect them. Others in this market blame the Palestinian people as a whole, saying the two sides of this conflict have never been more at odds. I, I say it again, all us, all them. We can stop, we need to eat them and eat them strong. Hamas, the militant group that launched the surprise attack on Saturday, rules in Gaza. Hundreds of civilians on... And once again, there's, they're calling it a surprise attack. We now have plenty of reporting that Egypt warned Israel 10 days beforehand that it was going to happen. So this wasn't a surprise attack. I am really let down by the reporting here, but once again, it's Voice of America. ...sides have been killed and thousands have been injured. Outside the Gaza Strip, debris from the first days of this new war remains on the abandoned streets as Israel mounts its forces for what may soon be even more of an escalation. VOA News reporting from Jerusalem, Kafar Daniel, and Southern Israel. Yeah, Richard, you are correct. Democratic politicians are really, really shitting the bed on this one. 
speaking of which, let's hear from one right now. Now, the squad, uh, they are doing a fantastic job. Rashida Talib, my wafu. As always, they are the banner carriers for the progressive movement. But they are taking a hell of a lot of shit. Like, you go to a right-wing site, and the, just the, the racism is insane. Here is one of the Democrats that's face-planting in their response to the attack. President Joe Biden. You know, there are moments in this life, and I mean this literally, when the pure, unadulterated evil is unleashed on this world. The people of Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This was an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach-turning reports of being babies being killed. Entire families slain. Young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace. To celebrate peace. Women a music festival to celebrate peace, what, two and a half miles from a concentration camp. You, you, like, there's... Context! Context, motherfuckers! Raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded alive, but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen any uh, confirmed reports of that either, Richard. There's so many families desperately waiting to hear the fate of their loved ones, not knowing if they're alive or dead or hostages. Infants in their mother's arms, grandparents in wheelchairs, Holocaust survivors abducted and held hostage. Hostages whom Hamas has now threatened to execute in violation of every code of human morality. It's abhorrent. The brutality of Hamas, these bloodthirstiness brings to mind the worst, the worst rampages of ISIS. This is terrorism. But sadly, for the Jewish people, it's not new. This attack has brought to the surface painful memories and the scars left by a millennia of anti-Semitism and genocide of the Jewish people. So in this moment, Israel has been committing a genocide against the Palestinian people. You either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. What is that the quote? We must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. 
I want to make it perfectly clear. I am not for the barbarism. I like. I'll condemn Hamas's attacks and whatever. Like, fine, sure, but you have to put everything in context. There's a like. This didn't just happen for no reason. This was provoked. Yeah, like, like a dude was arguing with me earlier. It was like, well, the Jewish people have a right to the land. I'm like, do you feel that native people have a right to your land? He's like, no, that's not the same thing. I'm like, the fuck it isn't. And then he, he, he shared the story of the woman that was paraded around nude. I'm like, yes, that's atrocious. I'm not for that. But do you know about Israel killing doctors, killing children, killing journalists? Are you aware of all that? Are you aware that like something like 90% of Palestinians don't have access to clean water? That they live in an open-air prison? I, I also get so upset when everybody says that Israel is a democracy. The fuck it is! It's an ethno-state! Mm. There's no justification for terrorism. There's no excuse. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self-determination. Its stated purpose is the annihilation of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. Then why did Netanyahu prop them up? No regard to who pays the price. Eagle, good evening. The loss of innocent life is heartbreaking. Like every nation in the world, Israel has the right to respond. They've bombed hospitals. To these vicious attacks. I just got off the phone with a third call with Prime Minister Netanyahu. And I told him. Indicted criminal Benjamin Netanyahu. Context, context. The United States experience with Israel experiencing our response would be swift, decisive and overwhelming. We also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. Terrorist. The rule of law said that the settlements on the West Bank were illegal. And you have supported Netanyahu in his illegal settlements. Purp purposely target civilians. Kill them. We uphold the laws of war, the law of war. It matters, there's a difference. Today, Americans across the country are praying for all those families that have been ripped apart. A lot of us know how it feels. It leaves a black hole in your chest when you lose family. Feel yeah, talk about your son. Make it about you. The anger, the pain, the sense of hopelessness. Tell us about the house fire again. This is what they mean by a human tragedy. An atrocity. On an appalling scale. But we're going to continue to stand united, supporting the people of Israel who are suffering unspeakable losses and opposing the hatred and violence of terrorism. My team has been in near constant communication with our Israeli partners and partners all across the region and the world from the moment this crisis began. 
We're surging additional military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors, to replenish Iron Dome. We're going to make sure that Israel does not run out of these critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. My administration has consulted closely with Congress throughout this crisis. And when Congress returns, we're going to ask them to take urgent action to fund the national... Sir, when Congress returns, they've got to elect the Speaker of the House before they can do anything. ...security requirements of our critical partners. This is not about party or politics. It's about the security of our world, the security of the United States of America. We now know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery efforts. Because as president, I have no higher priority than the safety of Americans being held hostage around the world. The United States has also enhanced our military force posture in the region. To I can't, I can't take you anymore. Shut the fuck up, Biden. Couldn't do four more minutes of that. I gotta cut him off. Now we're going to go to PBS, where they have interviewed survivors of the assault on the music festival. Remember, the Festival for Peace held just a couple of miles from a concentration camp. One of the most notorious incidents of this weekend's attack on Israel was one of its first, an assault on an all-night music festival in southern Israel. Police say Hamas gunmen killed more than 250 people and took an unknown number hostage. Nick Schifrin speaks to two survivors of this terror in the desert. The dash cam footage may be silent, but speaks loudly of horror. A Hamas gunman taking a hostage, another ensuring a victim was dead. The awful aftermath of what had been an all-night party that became a nightmare for thousands, including Raz Cohen. 6 a.m. Uh, we start to uh, hear all the rockets. We started uh, to hear the gunshots and uh, a lot of people screaming. We go to hide under the stage, the main stage of the festival. One of the, the people uh, that hide with me uh, see a terrorist and uh, told everyone to, to run away. And uh, that's what we did. The terrorist... Uh, well, clinically, apparently a DJ did get shot. It was EDM music, so you've got to wonder how many of these kids were on party drugs while a Hamas attack was going on. That's how many of these festival goers were on ecstasy during a terror. That's fucking, that's wild to me. Uh, shoot on, shoot on us, and uh, I, and I saw a lot of people uh, died in my eyes. I, I uh, murder in my eyes. Uh, people get shot in the head, in the shoulder. A lot of b dead bodies. Uh, we go to hide in a bush, a big bush uh, in the in, in the creek, and uh, we was uh, in the in the bush uh, something like six or seven hours. A lot of uh, uh, terrorists uh, go around us and search uh, searched for uh, for people to kill the terrorists. 
uh, people from uh, Gaza raped uh, 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 girls, and uh, after they raped them, they uh, uh, killed them and uh, murdered them with knives, or, uh, or the opposite, kill. And after this rape, they, they did that, they laughed, they always laugh. It's, I can't, uh, can't forget how they laugh on, on the, in this situation. His friend Maya is still missing. His friend Karina was killed. You're a soldier. You've you fought. Have you ever seen anything? Wait, wait, wait. You were a soldier. Or you are a soldier. You're serving in the IDF. And you watched people get raped while you were hiding in a bush. How terrifying were these moments for you? I don't think that the words can explain how it was terrifying. Shelly Barrell and her husband Yoav also suffered that descent from euphoric rave to terror. It was I'm sure plenty of people shit themselves, Libertad. It's like nightmare. We start, we run away from the missiles, but after this we understand that we need to run away from terrorists too. They could think of only one thing, surviving for their children. Justin, good evening. Can I ask him if uh, this is the time to say I love you? Because they didn't know... The service in the IDF is mandatory. We have two children. Three and five. And I just want to, to be home. We didn't say. We didn't say I love you. We didn't want to... To do it, to... To say goodbye. What have you told your children happened? Nothing. What can you say to a five-year-old? What you gonna say when the sirens of uh, the rocket is on? We just go to to the safe room and uh, we have candies there and uh, we play and let them know that uh, it's okay and. Uh, there was a thunder, very big, and uh, my uh, my daughter asked me if this is the time to go to the safe room. She's three years old. It's crazy. But survivors don't only feel fear, there is also anger. You're being called up uh, next week, possibly to fight. How do you feel about that? I, I think that I need this. I need the, the, the revenge. Oh my god, revenge. They kill a lot of us, my, my brothers, my sisters. We are a big family in Israel. All of us are... Like, I hate this because this is... This is a... I do feel bad, but they're... I would assume most of the people at this festival were innocent. You can say they're complicit for voting for a government. A lot of them were young, I assume, not, not voting for Netanyahu. I do, I do feel bad. But him saying, like, I want revenge, you don't realize, like, the Hamas fighters that descended on that festival, they wanted revenge. This is a cycle of revenge. Uh, we are uh, brothers and sisters. One big family. And if uh, they do something like this, I have to revenge. How do you think this attack, these attacks, will change Israel? 
how they change Israel. Uh, if Gaza was on the map, after this, Gaza don't uh, continue beyond the map of Israel. My God! With a change. Israel's government vows that revenge will, quote, reverberate for generations. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Nick Schifrin. You guys know I'm not going to play you a whole bunch of Israelis without giving you Palestinian perspective. This is an a minister, a Palestinian minister to the UK. Uh, I think this is speaking to a British outlet. Now, of course, there's more than 800 dead in Gaza, including members of your own extended family. What do you know what happened to them? They were just sitting at their home and they were simply bombarded. Their entire building was brought down. Uh, my cousin, uh, Aya, her two children, her husband, her uh, mother-in-law, and two other uh, relatives uh, died immediately, were killed instantly. And two of her youngest children, uh, a twin, two years old, are now in intensive uh, care. This is uh, truly uh, heartbreaking. And the issue here, uh, Kirsty, is that they have no bankers, they have no iron dome, they have nowhere to go. They are simply sitting ducks for the Israeli war machine. I'm sorry for your own personal loss. I mean, can I just be clear though, you cannot condone the killing of civilians in Israel, can you, nor the killing no, we of don't families? Condone. No, we don't condone. And we are very clear, uh, 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 Kirsty. We reject uh, any targeting or harming of civilians from all sides. And you are talking to a Palestinian representative, official, the ambassador that I represent my government, the PLO, the national movement of Palestine. And we have been committed to this for 30 years, not just today or yesterday. For 30 years, since the signing of the Oslo Accords, uh, we have committed to nonviolence. We have committed to negotiations, so you, as you know. Yes, and so this so is you, nothing new. That's no. why this question, this question, uh, we have done everything in our power to find a different path. But we have a situation now, as you heard there from Mark, uh, that Hamas may be, it may be an empty threat, uh, threatening to kill hostages. You, do you condemn that kind of action? Listen, uh, hostages mu must be protected mm -hmm. and must be made safe and kept safe. Uh, uh, absolutely. This is, has, has no uh, discussion whatsoever. Purgatoris. We, uh, we, we, we must return the moral uh, high ground uh, and Israel must immediately seize targeting civilians. And by the way, Kirsty, allow me to say this. This is an Israeli military doctrine. They call it the Iron Dome. Whenever there is such a, an incident, they go after the civilians to pressure the fighters. So you've heard one of the Israeli well, we know there's been a lot just, of strikes just two today. minutes ago. He wanted to starve the people in Gaza. He wanted to uh, cut electricity but, and water. These are war crimes, collective punishment. So uh, there is a possibility that both the UK and the European Commission will cut aid to Palestinians. What's your reaction to that? That would be very, very counterproductive and it doesn't serve anything. Well, they will do exactly what is Israel doing. They will do exactly the collective punishment and, and, and punishing the people who has nothing to do with this. My cousin is not Hamas. In fact, her husband works for the Palestinian Authority, the so, opponents of Hamas. These kids, four years and two years, have nothing to do with Hamas. Everybody, including these silly uh, ideas in the world, are punishing the people uh, that and have we nothing know, and we know to that do with this. And we know that children that are young are also have died in 
uh, Israel. So in your view, is this a contained but appalling conflict between Hamas and Israel? Or do you think Hamas want to widen the conflagration? No, it's Israel now that w wants to widen the, the, no, but, but, the scope. It's Israel but but Hamas might want this whole area to be destabilized. Uh, well, well, uh, well, Hamas is a militant group. We are the government. Israel has a government. There is the international community. The first and the foremost important priority now is to, st to stop this madness, the atrocities but, immediately, and to learn the lessons. So this is the where does this learn. lead? And as we covered last night... The Israeli government funded and propped up Hamas in order to cut the legs out from the government, the Palestinian Authority. Fantastic job. By that. that was one of the ministers from the Palestinian government to the UK. That's just, that's just insane to me that she kept focusing on the innocent Israelis, the innocent Israelis, and never mentioned the innocent Palestinians. That's what upsets me so much. And I, like, as for calling, saying colonizers can't be innocent, like, are, are we complicit in the war crimes that the U.S. commits. I, I do my best to try to stop my government from drone bombing Syrians, the, the Yemeni people. Fair enough, Clint. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, cause I've been, I, I've had like libertarians accuse me of being complicit in genocide. Ooh, you support the government. So you're complicit in genocide. Well, do I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty pacifist type of person. I don't, I don't. I'm not completely anti-war. I think you have a right to defend yourself. Yeah, Flash, the false equivalency. And as as I showed you, I wish I'd gotten the the updated chart. They they showed this on uh, what was it, Democracy Now last night? On the piece that we watched. This is the they had for 2021 and 2022 as well. But that is the human cost of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. You can see that it is incredibly one-sided. Thousands of Palestinians dead. 251 Israelis. But I need to, I need to get the updated chart that uh, Democracy Now! had. Have you missed the meme of the day? Gee, Chief, they look pretty upset. Yeah, I've been starving them. Stealing their land. Killing their kids. Killing their doctors. Killing journalists. You just... You gotta put everything in fucking context.
Here is insane video of apparently an Israeli. This was released by the Israeli police. So it is absolutely propaganda. Israeli propaganda. Apparently a Israeli police officer took out two Hamas fighters one-handedly. Wild video. This is America. Guns in our area. I think it goes without saying that ACAB means Israeli police too. I'll give them props. I, uh, I don't think I could, uh, drive a, or ride a, ride a bike and shoot a gun at the same time. Uh, the Israeli police say police and border police, uh, heroically neutralize two armed terrorists outside of Netivat. Happened on Saturday, Netivat. Why are you so into the AI, Libertad? I am I am not a fan of the AI. And as like so they've started integrating AI into like the Adobe products that I use. And I will tell you that it has made um cutting things out, cutting people out of like backgrounds easier. But like in terms of generating shit, oh my god, it sucks. I've tried putting shit into the prompts and trying to get it to make shit. Sucks ass. Sucks ass so bad. It was only, oh, this could be good because I come up with, you know, I, I have to Photoshop these crazy scenarios for my thumbnails all the time. Like uh, a, a member of the BGs is a catfish. It was like, maybe AI can help me with that. No. No, it can't. So I will continue. <laughs> Is AI code for boo? <sighs> I was confronted by a right winger, my good friend Jake. You guys remember Jake? I'm still arguing with Jake all the time. They were all up in arms about apparently the pro-Palestinian protesters in New York. One of them had a swastika on their phone. 
I think you guys saw socks like raise his head up as well, right? I don't know what that was. Did you guys hear that? But anyway, there were protests in New York yesterday. I think somebody's like a power drill or something. There's like construction going on. Weird, weird for, you know, bringing up the power tools at 9 p.m. <laughs> Fuck machine, maybe. Fair enough. I, the, the lady upstairs, I feel like she gets some callers uh, of an evening. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I'm just, I'm hearing some knocking at some weird hours. You live in sexual anarchy? So we know what Libertad has been doing with his mid-journey account. A power dildo. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Right-wingers. Well, okay, so here was my interpretation. That the woman's holding up a Nazi symbol. Is she calling the pro-Israeli side Nazis? Because she kind of got a point. The war in Israel causing clashes right here at home. That's right. Tensions were high as pro-Palestinian and pro-Israeli groups gathered in Times Square. Fox 5's Brayla Tomasetti, she's live outside the Israeli consulate on the east side with those details. Briella, what can you tell us? Dan and Tashani, good morning to both of you. Yeah, right now tensions are just incredibly high on both sides of the aisle. You can expect that turmoil to continue today and really throughout the rest of the week as the conflict escalates overseas. That's why there are barricades set up right now here outside the Israeli consulate on 2nd Avenue. There will also be a heightened police presence here, at least for the foreseeable future. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You are Palestinian Nazis! Pro-Palestinian and pro-Israeli protesters clash during heated demonstrations in Times Square. The Democratic Socialists of America held a rally yesterday afternoon, starting at the crossroads of the world, continuing across 42nd Street to Bryant Park. The organization called on New Yorkers to support its cause on the social media platform X, writing, in solidarity with the Palestinian people and their right to resist 75 years of occupation and apartheid. Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams condemned the invasion. One has the right uh, to protest, even if I strongly disagree uh, with any form of uh, celebrating such a horrific incident. Like You're such a fucking idiot. We are going to monitor to make sure that people do it in a peaceful way. The NYPD says it's aware of the situation and noted that there is no known threat to New York City. Officers did, however, make three arrests over the weekend outside the Israeli consulate where many gathered for counter demonstrations. We are not afraid! We are not afraid! 
Hundreds of pro-Israeli protesters also rallied outside the United Nations as the Security Council held a closed door. Destroy Hamas. In the evening, Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine and Congressman Adriano Espiot held a vigil to support the victims of the attacks. There is simply no justification. There's no logic. There is no moral or political defense for this barbarism. None. Period. And so we grieve with the families of those. I agree with you, sir. But I also apply that same thing to everything Israel has been doing. Uh, that gave their lives. Pro-Palestinian demonstrators are holding a rally here at 2 o'clock this afternoon as others continue to denounce the attacks. The UJA Federation of New York has announced that it will be sending $10 million in emergency funding to Israel to help support the victims of those attacks. For now, they're live on the east side. Tashani, back to you. Briella, thank you. I can't believe they didn't show the picture because I, I believe that picture was in the thumbnail. So Eric Adams slams pro-Hamas protesters in Times Square after one is seen brandishing a swastika. That is the picture. May I I think I, I called them a, a her earlier, but that is appears to be a dude. Protesters gathered in Times Square with pro-Israel protesters seen donning Israeli flags as pro-Palestinian demonstrators gathered a block away, chanting and waving flags. There's no... No real detail on who this person is. And we don't know their reasoning for holding up a swastika. Did look young. I, 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 ben, uh, Netanyahu and Biden are friends. I think that's one of the big reasons and also political expedience. Just like there is, there is very little, very little appetite in this country to do anything but Zionism among the, the, majority of the voting public apparently remember we are a hyper evangelical country Christians believe that Israel existing brings Jebus back BB girl good evening seriously I went to a Christian school this is in 8th grade and my um, Bible study teacher was like giddy about it right 
He told me that, and this this has been seared into my mind. He told me this would have been about 98, 97, 98. He told me that the word in the Bible, uh, that once, once Israel becomes a state, the word uh, that was used was something meant 50 to 100 years. And he was so excited because, like, it had just hit the 50-year the mark since Israel had become a, a, a state again. What the fuck are you guys doing up there? But absolutely giddy about it. He's like, oh, it's been 50 years. It's going to happen in the next 50 years. Jesus is coming back. ha, ha, ha. They are doing major construction in my apartment building at 9 p.m. at night. Which cool, because I took a nap like three or four hours ago, so I'm glad it's now. Anyway. The congressional delegation has pledged support to Israel but they cannot approve it because the House can't do shit until they elect a speaker. Not having a speaker of the House impacts Congress's ability to approve certain funding for Israel, but Republicans will try to reach a consensus tonight. The GOP's private forum got underway about an hour ago with the goal of declaring for a new speaker. Top contenders include Louisiana Steve Scalise and Ohio's Jim Jordan. They'll be able to deliver opening remarks, take questions from fellow members, and present a closing statement. The interim House Speaker says they hope to elect a new Speaker by the end of the week. So we should have the Speaker fight Thursday or Friday, maybe? Um, God! Oh my God, guys. You you are aware I scheduled the Friday Night Freak Show to return this Friday, Friday the 13th. Special guest co-host, The Media Winch. Oh, fucking shit. Are they gonna... Is the speaker debate gonna take place on Friday? Is it going to... put the return of the Friday Night Freak Show in jeopardy? Because you know we've got to do... There was so much... uh, so much action on the house floor earlier in the year. I I think it's going to be uh, uh, Jim Jordan. That would be my pick. Who do you guys see? Steve Scalise. I'm amazed he's even in the running. Currently dealing with blood cancer. We'll we'll see how things work out. I did confirm last night with Media Winch that we are still on. We are still good to go for Friday. The Friday the 13th Night Freak Show. Well, the the Freak Show is not the political show. We do a lot of, we do bullshit on the Freak Show. But I'm sure if Media Winch is on here, that, that we might get into a little politics. Media Winch and I have missed each other tremendously. It's been a long time since we've been on stream together.
We heard from Biden earlier. Let me give you a little update on one of Biden's scandals. I don't usually dress up. You never know. Them titties. Oh my God. You speaking of titties, let's take a break for a second. Let me show you a video. I've got somebody trolling my Facebook page. That's wild. Hold on. So as I said, we're we're going up against uh, AEW and um, WWE tonight. That's why I was wondering, like, if I wasn't gonna get any anybody watching. I I might have a new favorite wrestler. God, how long ago did I share this fucking video out? Here we go. Here we go. I might have a new favorite wrestler, and her name is Tony Storm. Because check this out. Yeah, where is Warlord? That's who's missing tonight. Picture in picture. A titty slap. What the? Yeah, you heard that right. What the hell? Come on now. Oh! We'll see you in picture in picture. A titty slap. What the? What? Yeah, you heard that right. What the hell? Come on now. Oh! Give me those titties, huh? Fix, you got here just in time. You missed all the you missed all the death and destruction. It's pretty Oh, Warlord might be the one trolling my Facebook. That's true. You missed all the death and destruction. It's pretty much bullshit from here on out. I fucking love this. We'll see you in picture in picture. A titty slap. What the what? Yeah, you heard that right. What the hell? Come on now. Oh! What we'll see in picture in picture. A titty slap. What the? What? Yeah, you heard that right. What the hell? Come on now. Give me those titties, huh? She also... Okay, so that was like last Wednesday. Yeah, I have no clue what's going on up there. But on Saturday, she pulled something else. I'm going to turn some of you into wrestling fans. Oh, my goodness. Other than an Wow. And softening And these chops to the... Storm takes a bite out of her opponent. She bit her ass. Oh my goodness. Other than an ocean. Wow. And softening. And these chops to the. What? 
Storm takes a bite. I fucking love it. I love Tony Storm. I'm so into this. Ma'am, you have won me over. I'm sorry. I somebody mentioned titties in the in the chat and um That made me that made me think of titty slap, huh? Give <laughs> me those titties, huh? Anyway. You guys come for news. I apologize. Come on, man. Well, if you're going to eat booty, I have a piece of advice for you. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. He is Libertad's favorite wrestler too now. I, as long as we're doing wrestling. <laughs> here's, here's another one you might like. Libertad, as long as we're doing crazy wrestling. Oh, shit. No, give me the video. I don't want just the picture. I need the video of it. It's a GIF. It probably don't have the audio. Screams my hole, my hole. Wrestling is absurd. Wrestling is absurd. That's why I love it. Wrestling and politics. Those are like my two favorite things. Both of them incredibly absurd. Uh, apparently, Tony Storm is going to be called uh, Butt Munch now. Yeah, what happened to her hole, indeed? Uh, I, I think she'd gotten dropped on the apron. On the on the side of the ring. They call that the ring apron. She probably meant like her tailbone. But on live TV, shouted, My hole. Nope, nope, she said my hole. See, that's the kind of shit we usually do on the freak show. I'll probably play Media Winch Titty Slap. That's a good question, clinically. The butt munch. And also, like, I play the clip all the time, fucking Scott Steiner and Scott Steiner math. You take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. Wrestling is such a rich tapestry. (laughs) 
I fucking love it. I so Sparkles doesn't like wrestling, but when New Jack died, I made her watch the New Jack Dark Side of the Ring. She fucking loves New Jack now. And then I'm like, I'm trying to tell her that like New Jack's probably like he's funny, like I I love the dude and everything. But he's probably not a good person. She's like, no, no, that 70-year-old wrestler deserved to, to be beat <laughs> Be stabbed in the ring. <laughs> Dude deserved to be thrown off the scaffold. But like every clip with New Jack was like, well, I was smoking crack in the back beforehand. <laughs> oh, but like very early on in the documentary, it was like, it was right during the, the OJ trial he he had like they were they were in East Tennessee. It was Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So they had New Jack, a a gangsta character, and Jim Cornette tells him to go out there and you know get heat with the the white racist crowd. And he goes out there is like shout out to my brother OJ. That's two more we don't have to worry about. <laughs> Sparkles like stood up and cheered when he did that. <sighs> Major construction is going on in my apartment building. And like this isn't like a complex, right? This is like a house that was converted into a couple of apartments. I don't have that many neighbors. What the fuck are you guys doing up there? Oh shit, Venus. I've actually, I've interviewed Mick Foley. He came to my college. And I was working for the radio station at the time and I got to interview him. Super cool dude. I have a picture with him and my ex-girlfriend. I think I cut my ex-girlfriend out or cropped her out in one of them. I need to dig up that picture. I ain't seen it in forever. Do I have a picture of me and Mick Foley handy? Here's me and Dweezil Zappa. Uh... I don't see picture of me and Mick Foley on oh, nuts. Don't know where is it picks my exes. I don't know where it would be. I need to find that. I hope I, I have it saved somewhere and like I didn't just have it on Facebook because Facebook deleted my actual account. Like, oh, well, I've got it on Facebook. It's no big deal. I can get it anytime I want. And then, like, you know, I got yeeted. Real, real me, Justin Mullins on Facebook, no longer exists. I don't see a picture of me and McFall. Oh, I'm going to be really sad if I do not have that. That sucks if I've, if I've lost that to time. There's me and the nature boy, though. Woo! 
I paid like a hundred dollars to do that. I paid like a hundred dollars. It was it was the VIP package. It was like ringside seats for the show. It wasn't Rick wrestling. It was this. It was uh, David and Reed wrestling, and Rick was like their manager. But a whole meet and greet and everything. Me and the Nature Boy. That was probably 08, 09. I've actually, I my buddy was a, God, a baby. I was like 30 there. <laughs> Almost 30. Because I'm, I'm like 40 now. Oh, maybe, maybe I would have been like 26 or 27 then. Friday Night Freak Show back this Friday with Media Winch. Oh yeah, news. We were doing news. Justin feels good again, so Justin might, um, Justin might go on a tangent. Sorry. And now to the latest in the classified documents case involving President Joe Biden. The president was interviewed both on Sunday and on Monday by special counsel prosecutors investigating alleged mishandling of classified documents. They are looking into items found in his Delaware, Delaware home and a private office he used from his time as vice president. Officials say both the president and the White House are cooperating. I, everybody likes different things about the show. I try to I try to keep everything in moderation, right? I try not to go too far off on a tangent because some people do come for the news. They don't want to hear me talk. Like especially like Curiouser or Pumpkin Spice. She's like, I've heard all your stupid stories before. I don't want to hear you yell at strangers and tell the same stories over and over again. Warlord, we were wondering where you were at. Been trolling my Facebook account. Senator Tommy Tuberville files a police report against the former CI director for a mean tweet. Let me read that again to you. Senator Tommy Tuberville files a police report against the former CIA director for a mean tweet. Issued a whole, issued a whole fucking, this morning my office was made aware of a statement made by General Michael Hayden calling for a politically motivated assassination. The statement is disgusting and it is repugnant to everything we believe in as Americans. Given General Hayden's long career in Washington, he must have known that, by making such a statement, he was committing a serious crime. His own efforts today to reinterpret what he said are only a tacit admission of guilt. If we still have a non-political justice system in this country, then General Hayden will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. My office has reported the incident to the Capitol Police, and I expect that they will once again do an excellent job protecting members of Congress and bringing criminals to justice. So, apparently, I can't... It didn't bring up the tweet. Hold on here. 
Let me get you. Let me get you a different browser. Some shit doesn't show up on on Chrome. It had the text. There we go. Here's the picture of the tweet uh, of the tweet. Should Tommy Tuberville be removed from his committee? Yes or no? General Michael Hayden. How about the human race? I really don't think that that was an assassination threat as Tuberville claims. I sure as fuck, like, just going through the comment section of any right-wing article about Israel and Palestine, you will see the vitriol, exactly, just asking questions. You'll see the vitriol directed at Members of the squad, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar especially. I don't think you have a leg to stand on, Tuberville. Earlier in the year, or maybe late in last year, I really was upset that I kept having to keep talking about this motherfucker. But now doing stories about him is, is kind of like schadenfreude. George Santos charged with defrauding campaign donors. U.S. prosecutors have filed an array of criminal counts against embattled representative George Santos, accusing him of running up multiple charges on the credit cards of campaign donors. Justice Department filed 23 charges against the Republican, including wire fraud and identity theft. The move, which builds on an earlier indictment, also accused him of lying to the Federal Election Commission. Mr. Santos has yet to comment on the developments announced on Tuesday. Santos allegedly led multiple additional fraudulent criminal schemes, lying to the American public in the process. This is according to the FBI Assistant Director in Charge, James Smith. Anyone who attempts to violate the law as part of a political campaign will face punishment in the criminal justice system. The charges build on 13 counts the New York congressman pleaded not guilty to in May. He was accused of laundering campaign funds to pay for his personal expenses and illegally claiming unemployment benefits while he was still employed. Being at the time, Mr. Santos accused prosecutors of mounting a political witch hunt against him. No, motherfucker, you just broke the law. All right, let me make the chat happy. You guys, you guys want to get happy? We got some crime stories here in a little bit, but they're all, they're all pretty fun. But before we get to that, let's do some labor stories, shall we? Mack truck workers join UAW strike after a tentative agreement was rejected. Nearly 4,000 UAW members at Mack trucks facilities in three states walked out on Monday morning after voting down a tentative agreement on Sunday night. I am inspired to see UAW members at MAC holding out for a better, a better deal 
and ready to stand up and walk off the job to win it. This latest contract negotiation with Mack Trucks, owned by Volvo Group, covers a five-year agreement one year longer than the previous agreement. A letter issued by the UAW to Volvo's Director of Employee Relations said the union voted the tentative agreement down with a 73% no vote. The tentative agreement included a 10% general wage increase, a 19% increase to general wages over five years, and a guarantee that health care premiums will not increase during the duration of the contract. We are surprised and disappointed that the UAW has chosen to strike, which we feel is unnecessary. This is according to Mack Truck's president, Stephen Roy. We clearly demonstrate our commitment to good faith bargaining by arriving at a tentative agreement that was endorsed by both the international UAW and the UAW Mack Truck Council. I will say that the strikes against the big three are not going to be expanding for the time being because they feel that uh, GM is now operating in good faith. So, cool. Maybe maybe we are close to some sort of uh, agreement. As if you guys didn't like Sean Fain enough, perhaps you missed this live stream from the other day, for he was sporting this t-shirt. Yes, sir. Yes. Volva commercials. Her name rhymes with <laughs> a part of the female anatomy. Volva? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry. The Seinfeld joke. Walgreens, pharmacy staffers, stage walkouts over work conditions. Some Walgreens pharmacy staff walked off of the job this week over concerns that working conditions are putting employees and patients at risk. The exact scale of the protest was unclear. Organizers on Tuesday estimated that more than 300 Walgreens locations out of nearly 9,000 nationwide were affected by walkouts planned for Monday through Wednesday. A company spokesperson said no more than a dozen pharmacies experienced disruptions. The Walgreens pharmacy manager who helped organize the walkouts told the Associated Press that the teams were short-staffed and overworked, especially with the additional demands from the COVID-19 pandemic. It's led to upset customers, said the organizer, who spoke to the AP on the condition of anonymity for fear of being punished by the company. It's led to medication errors, vaccination errors, and needle sticks. Um, you don't want that. You do not want your pharmacy staff overworked. Just like you don't want your uh, air control overworked. You don't want your pilots overworked. You don't want truckers overworked. Is Howard Schultz still the president of Starbucks? 
Like, he had stepped down as president of the Starbucks, and then they brought him back to Union Bust, if I remember correctly. Is he still the president of Starbucks? When he was out there doing his uh, Union Busting bullshit, he apparently broke the law. He threatened to pro-Union Starbucks workers. The judge ruled. Schultz told employees last year, if you're not happy at Starbucks, you can go work for another company. Former Starbucks CEO, okay, so former, Howard Schultz broke federal labor law when he told a pro-union worker to quit and find employment elsewhere in the company in a company-sponsored town hall last year. This is according to a National Labor Relations Board judge who ruled on Friday. In April of 2022, Madison Mads Hall, a former Starbucks barista at a store in Long Beach, California, was invited to a collaborative session which was billed as an opportunity to meet with Starbucks upper management. Schultz, then the CEO and legendary leader of the company, as the judge's decision read, a red red, uh, made a surprise appearance at the meeting. When asked about issues regarding the company, Hall raised Starbucks anti-union moves and expressed support for the union. In response, Schultz said, I sense from you a little bit of anger towards the company, and I just want to know why. Why are you angry at Starbucks? After Hall raised the company's record of illegal union busting, Schultz said that he was at the meeting not to talk about a union issue. He then said to Hall, if you're not happy at Starbucks, you can go work for another company. These statements were illegal. Administrative law judge Brian D. Gee ruled and constituted an unfair labor practice. This is the first time a judge has found Schultz himself to have violated labor laws during the workers' historic union drive. Love it. Let's go to Las Vegas now. Let's go to Las Vegas. Las Vegas area teachers are challenging a law that prohibits their members from striking. Nevada's largest teachers union filed a suit on Monday against a state law making it illegal for teachers and other public school employees to go on strike over pay and working conditions. This is the country's fifth largest school district. Clark County Education Association argues in its lawsuit that the 1969 noise state law prohibiting public employee strikes is unconstitutional. They said it also infringes on the First Amendment rights of its approximately 18,000 members in nearly 380 schools in Las Vegas and surrounding Clark County who are waging a contentious months-long contract battle. They also argue that the state's definition of a strike is overbroad, sweeps away constitutional rights, and gives way for arbitrary and discriminatory enforcement. The Clark County School District and the state of Nevada are both listed as defendants in the lawsuit. You love to see it. Now, usually... I'm pretty behind uh, administration of schools. I'm, I'm a big fan of teachers. Also, apparently one of my teachers passed away last night. I, find, I found out after the stream. My speech and drama teacher, a teacher that I spent a hell of a lot of time with uh, in high school, passed away. 
I have a weird relate. Like his wife was my chorus teacher and at graduation, like there was like, they had like the poles set up, but they didn't have any ropes on them. And like, I walked around the pole instead of the way you were supposed to. And she was like, Mr. Mullins, you're going to have to learn to conform. And that has just been, that's one of those things that's just seared in my mind. But her husband was pretty supportive of me. For a hardcore evangelical who was almost certainly a closeted homosexual with weird repression issues. So I have a weird relationship with him, but I'm saddened to hear of his passing. So Tommy Tom, miss you, brother. That was a weird thing to to get hit with. I didn't know that he had been like he he had been looking for a kidney. Like he he had some kind of a, like a rare blood type or something, and they couldn't find a kidney match for him for years. Like I just found all this out last night. So yeah yeah. So I want to I want to acknowledge like. While I don't think he did enough to nurture my talent specifically, he was a big influence in a lot of people's lives, and he let me do uh, a Dana Carvey skit my senior year. Like, he was very adamant about me not doing things that at speech and drama competitions that I felt that I should be doing, but I got to do a Dana Carvey skit from Saturday Night Live my senior year called My Butt. It was actually Dana Carvey mocking George Michael. And like, so like I'm, I'm at, and I'm in, this is, this is a wild story. Okay. So it was like solo acting, I think was the, um, was the category that I was in. And all of the, all of the people would choose like, like dramatic fucking, uh, pieces to do. So I think it had to be like six to eight. I don't remember what the rules were. But like, I remember being in the room and it was like, I was the only one doing comedy. So it would be like six students. People would be crying over somebody doing a, you know, a cancer fucking piece or something. And then like, I started on top of the table, bent over, like, look at my butt. As people were still crying over, you know, dying cancer patients and shit. Because of course I did. But he did let me do that my senior year, so. There's that. Anyway, that was a tangent. This school administrator, I'm probably not in support of. Principal of Walker High School in Louisiana requests to take a leave of absence. Now, why might he be taking a leave of absence? Let's let's do the old story here before we get the update, right? 
Good evening, I'm Lester Dewey. We're going to start in Livingston Parish on a story that is now making national headlines. The principal of Walker High School has reversed course on a discipline for a senior who was caught on video dancing at a homecoming after party. You may remember Kaylee Timonette was stripped of her position on the Student Government Association by Principal Jason St. Pierre. He also apparently took away his scholarship endorsement for her last week. But that public apology is not sitting well with the student's mother who says the damage has already been done. I thought this was going to be the best time ever this year. That's a reaction tonight from Walker High School student Kaylee Timonette. Just last week, the principal of Walker High removed her from the... Remember, remember, honor student, look at all the certificates she's holding there. ...student government association and took away his scholarship endorsement for her after a video surfaced of Kaylee dancing at a private party at an off-site location after homecoming. And I've still gone to school every single day, no matter how hard it's been, and I really don't want to get back to school now, but I'm not going to miss it because I'm not backing down. I'm going to stand my ground no matter how hard it is. Walker High Principal Jason St. Pierre is now reversing course on Timonette's discipline just eight weeks before she is set to graduate early. St. Pierre says after meeting with the Timonette family and district staff in Livingston Parish, he will reinstate Kaylee's position on the Student Government Association and will reinstate his scholarship endorsement for her. The statement. Did you guys see? She has a 4.2083 GPA. A 4.0 is a perfect score. That's perfect A's all the way. She has a 4. Point, she has a 420 GPA. She has a 420 GPA. That's cool endorsement for her. The statement reads in part, quote, at Walker High, we strive to place our students first in every decision so they may be prepared for whatever career path they may aspire to take. And I believe my action will assist in doing that. However, Kaylee's mom says the scholarship deadline has since passed. It's too little too late. I even told him on the phone conversation when he made to us at noon today asking us to come into the office and he mentioned reinstating the scholarship. I let him know that the scholarship deadline was was done and and the damage that he's done to her is done and she believes the public apology should have came a long time ago before the public backlash even started and her daughter should not be worrying about should have never been an issue weeks of high school what i want is i want for this to never happen to another student again so however that seems fit I want to make sure this never happens to another person. Meanwhile, the family will now be considering legal options after all this has taken place. We've got that full statement from Principal St. Pierre waiting for you in this story on our 9 News app. If any new developments come out of this. So, yeah, that was, um, I don't know when that was published. That's an old video. This is the update. The principal of Walker High School has requested to take a leave of absence. He's feeling the heat. Livingston Parish Public School Superintendent Joe Murphy confirmed Principal Jason St. Pierre's decision on Monday. His announcement comes just one day after Pierre issued a public apology. A Walker High School student and her family following public backlash toward his decision to take away her school privileges. I just, I don't even understand. Is this the fucking city from Footloose? You can't dance? Well, it said because she was twerking, but even in the video that we saw, she wasn't the one twerking. And even if she was, so fucking what?
That's why I get so many rot wingers that are like, oh, these drag queens are twerking. Who gives a shit? It's a dance move. Fucking prude. I don't care. Shake that ass. Shake your ass. Watch yourself. If you're gonna shake your ass, though, I do have some advice for you. Life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. What a dick. But maybe, maybe he felt she would be better off if uh, she had some churching. In Arizona, a school board member... I got to get a different browser. Hold on a second. In Arizona, a school board member... Her name is Heather Rooks, and if you Google her, she is a part of all these right-wing fucking... Bombs for Liberty type groups. Heather Rooks is suing the school district after being banned from quoting Bible verses at meetings. Board member Heather Rooks filed suit against Peoria Unified School District, said the district banned her from quoting the Bible at meetings, and it violates her free speech. The district claims her Bible quotes breached the separation between church and state. No, sir. Mrs. Rooks. That your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2.5 I was honored to attend the Peoria Flex Academy. You are a government agent here. The government is not allowed to uh, take a side in a religion. It's not allowed to pick a religion. Graduation on Friday. I want to say thank you to Mrs. Jacob and the staff for inviting me to attend. It was incredibly moving and inspiring to see the students on the stage and their families in the audience. Um, Dr. Reynolds, you were there too. That was pretty cool um, to see the excitement. And I know Mrs. Ewing, you were there as well. Um, so I, I know there's a lot of graduations this week. So I want to give a shout out to all of the students graduating and all of their excitement that they have uh, moving forward into their future, to their parents who helped them through the last couple years of their high school experience and also to all the staff um, in the district for helping those students as well. And right now, um, for me, I feel the same with Mrs. Hill, that every student every day, except the girls right now. Except the girls right now? What? Heather Rooks, an elected member of the Peoria Unified School District, sued the district in a lawsuit filed uh, in Arizona federal court last week. According to the complaint, Rooks had taken to reciting a Bible verse during the portion of the meeting where members can offer comments of their choosing as a means to fortify herself to perform her official duties. But Rooks said she felt compelled to stop quoting scripture after receiving a letter from the district warning her that doing so violates the establishment clause of the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits the government from establishing a religion. Libertad, not that I know of. Who sings God Bless America? In her suit, Rook seeks unspecified damages and a court decision upholding her right to recite Bible passages during the board comments period as protected speech. Both person for the Peoria Unified District 
told the Daily Mail that the district had been served with the complaint on Thursday. The district is reviewing the claims with legal counsel and will respond within the timeline outlined in the applicable rules of procedure. Attorney Andy Gold at the First Liberty Institute, which is representing Rooks alongside law firm Gibson, Dunn, and Crutcher, said in a statement, Heather takes her responsibilities serving the parents and students in her community seriously and quotes Bible verses as a source, a source of courage and strength in performing those duties. Now, if she was a Muslim and was quoting the Quran, I am sure people would have their heads on fucking fire. Brooks, some other four who ran for the Peoria School Board on a campaign for parents' rights, began her term in January 2023. Of course, parents' rights. She also kind of looks like Kate McKinnon. What's up with that? says that since becoming since the beginning of her tenure she's opened her remarks during the board comments period by quoting a short scripture from the bible the beginning of her comments rooks would often recite a brief bible verse a simple quotation without elaboration or further comment each time rooks recited a scripture she chose the verse to solemnize the occasion and fortify herself to perform her duties i don't even know what the fuck that means Always trying to uh, promote their, or, or push their agenda on people. All right, so we're getting to the crime stories. We're getting to the crime stories, but if you if you don't like the the violent stuff, I don't think there's anything that's really violent tonight. Couple of shootings, but I don't think anybody gets hurt. So if you if you want to skip the crime stuff, maybe give us 10, 15 minutes, but I, I think you'll enjoy. I don't I don't think there's anything too outlandish, too outrageous. I'll hit the content warning, however. Video from inside a police station shows a woman open fire while smoking a cigarette, which sounds like a really sparkles lavender thing to do. A Connecticut woman is now charged with attempted murder after she marched into a police station armed with a handgun and opened fire multiple times. All this before she lit up a cigarette, began screaming, and was eventually tackled by officers on the scene. The entire incident captured on the department's surveillance video Wow. body camera recordings from first responders on the scene. Nope, she just went back. At about 11.30 p.m. on October 5th, security video captures a woman entering the Bristol, Connecticut Police Department. She was later identified as 51-year-old Suzanne LaPrize. Almost immediately... Almost immediately, I can tell you that she's probably having a mental episode and needs some help. And she probably isn't going to get it. Flashes a handgun as she begins banging on the windows at the front desk. First, Laprise uses her hands, but later slams the gun into the window. After pacing around the lobby, she returns back to the front desk windows, again banging on the glass with the weapon. 
Then she walks over to a nearby door and fires a shot through the glass. <laughs> Video then captures LaPrize turn around and again face the front desk window. She steps back and points the handgun forward. After that, she fires a shot into the window. Security camera video captures a flash of light as the bullet leaves the gun. Another angle shows the same moments as LaPrize fires at the front desk before setting off another round into the ceiling. I assume it's bulletproof. Body camera video from officers on the scene captures the same moments. There's already guys with do not move, Brian. Are these, hey, are these windows bulletproof? Shots fired. Are these windows bulletproof? After firing several shots, LaPrize backs away from the front desk, placing her bag on one set of chairs and her gun on another. She rips off her sweatshirt and throws that down as she seemingly begins smoking a cigarette. Then she takes the seat in the chairs on the other side of the room, still holding the gun in her hands. As she's seated, officers approach the door to the lobby. Video shows the door slightly open before LaPrize opens fire again. After that, LaPrize stands up from the chair and begins banging her hands on the walls. Body camera video from first responders shows officers monitor the situation. Is she, that's her right here, right? Laptop, yep. Get down! Nope, she just went back. Okay, she just went to the right. Security video shows officers rush into the lobby and tackle LaPrize to the ground. According to a release, the officers used an electronic device weapon to take LaPrize into custody. Body camera video captures the same moments. Brian. Okay, go, 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 go. Officials say that none of LaPrize's shots made it through the bulletproof glass at the police department. Before she was taken into custody, a Bristol police officer fired two shots in her direction as well, but they too were stopped by the bulletproof glass. LaPrize now faces nine charges, including attempted murder. Dumbass cop tried to fire through bulletproof glass. What fucking idiots. One of the cops shot the bulletproof glass. Twice. You should have, uh, I don't have a list of the commands, but if you do bang phone or bang discord, it should bring up the phone number in the discord. I don't remember what, what else is on there. I think my Patreon, I think YouTube. I don't remember the whole list of commands. But they're through Restream, not YouTube. So all the all the all the bangs that I had from Twitch should still work. I'm pretty sure. Like uh Boom, yep. Oh 
Well, it worked for me, but not you guys, huh? Weird. I don't know. Things things haven't been quite right since uh since I got the Twitch taken away. Let's go to This is Manhattan Beach, California. I've never heard of Manhattan Beach, California. Manhattan Beach, California, where a jewelry store experienced a smash and grab, and apparently the the clerk decided to open fire on them. Today's robbers stopped by a jewelry store worker with a gun. Shocking new surveillance video showing the robbers running as soon as a worker fires right at them, chasing them out of the store. Eyewitness News reporter Sheila Gerard live in Manhattan Beach with more of that video and what happened next. Sheila. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a surprise for those thieves. They went sprinting out of this building, but not before they got away with some jewelry and the search still on for those suspects. Chaos erupting in a Manhattan Beach jewelry store as crooks break in, smashing. Venus, you say you say that, but what you don't know is that I had a whole thing where other Twitch streamers fucking hate my guts because I kept telling them Twitch isn't a real job. And they might have, they might have uh, uh, been part of the reason why I don't have a Twitch anymore. Just, just throwing that out there. There's several um, Twitch streamers that are much bigger than me. Really don't like me at the moment. <laughs> so, um, James, James from the internet took it well. Was probably was probably the the one I had the most productive conversation with, right? And like we 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 joked back and forth, and like it was a lot of fun. I, Dan, got really, really pissed at me. Well, I mean, like, my, my position is, like, being a content creator can be a job, but you don't work for fucking Twitch. You don't clock in at, at Twitch. Like, that's stupid. I just like, well, it went back to the whole Carter and like Carter and I have gone back and forth on Twitter and had a really good relationship since, but, um, Pico's always been really good with me. Uh, and like I've, I've, I used to raid Pinko all the time. Uh, always been super cool with me and I Dan was cool with me. Up until that. Um, 
But like Carter, Carter and I, I think we had a pretty productive conversation. And like my my problem with him was like, okay, like if you don't like what Twitch is paying you, you can monetize in other ways. Like Twitch is providing you a. I hate to get into this at this time. So a lot of people, a lot of streamers don't realize that like you couldn't exist outside of the Twitch ecosystem. Twitch is providing you a lot of services that you're not taking into account. You know, if you were completely independent on your own, you're going to have to do ads you're gonna have to do your traffic you're gonna have to do your marketing blah 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 blah. twitch does all that shit for you so like i'm 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 i understand the deal with the 50 50 split but like what what like what is fair is them taking 50 percent of your subs not your not your your tips and everything but like what is the fair... That was the thing I kept saying. What is fair for all the things that Twitch does for you that you don't have to do that you would when if you were independent? And the thing with Carter I kept saying was like, well, you can go to your own website. You can host yourself, but you have to pay for hosting. And that's really expensive. You have to pay for the, the marketing, the advertising. But you have to do ad sales and you're... You're just really wanting to turn on the the internet and be kind of lazy about it. That was it's all it's all right, DJ Dub. I've been back since Sunday. And it's not like we don't even we don't ever have anybody come in that really needs to be modded. Payment processing, yeah, all that all that shit which takes care of for you. And like, cool. If you want to argue that we we should get a better cut of the subscriptions, I'm down with that. But as I kept saying to Carter, I was like, you got to get like Hassan, you got to get Vosh, you got to get bigger streamers that have leverage in order to argue for a bigger cut of that. I like, I, it was just like, that was my thing with Carter. I was like, cause he was having an argument with me on Twitter while he was just playing a video on his stream. <laughs> and like just letting it play and I'm like man it seems like you just really want to get paid to be lazy you don't really want to put the work into it and I like and thank you guys like fucking I love you guys so much because like I you came here to me off of the Twitch platform right like I brought people over to kick and that, that makes me feel like I appreciate that so much because I feel like a lot of these streamers that were complaining to me, if they were to vanish from Twitch, their audiences would just move on to somebody else. So thank you guys for sticking with me through this. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the old Twitch thing. That's why a lot of Twitch streamers don't like me. And I, like, I, I don't want to throw shade at like... There's a... What's his... I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, Flacco. The video editor. 
he got real fucking salty with me. But then since then, we've went back and forth and we've been cool. I don't think he remembers <laughs> the, the, the conversation we had where he got really mad at me. And then I don't want to shit on one of the one of the streamers that was smaller than me that got really upset about what I said. And I don't I don't want to shit on them. I'll shit I'll shit on the people that are bigger than me. <laughs> Xander Hole, I'm still after you. Come on. I guys, if you want to help me get bigger, uh just because I I like I don't want to like like I've got a Patreon. You can subscribe to the YouTube and everything, but I really just just help me get more viewers, and and I'll monetize it in my own way. And I I hate I hate the drama on Twitch between leftists because we're supposed to believe in collectivism and using the collective power to make policy changes. Does Zan take call-ins anytime? I did not know that. Perhaps I'll have to give him a check. Well, it's not it's not so much Zan that I have a problem with. It's Zan's editor. You bitching about Smokey? Zan seems like a cool guy, and I think I'd have a I think I'd have a I've not really watched him, Venus. What little bit I've seen, like I like I feel like I could probably have a good conversation with the dude. Uh Norma Jean. Maybe Norma Jean wants a sausage. Do you think about that tones? Maybe Norma Jean wants a sausage. Florida woman. Pearl's sausage at gas station cashier during a heated argument. This is another one of those stories where I read the headline and I'm like, did Sparkles do this? A Florida woman was arrested after she threw a sausage and Coke can at a gas station cashier during a heated altercation. Deasia Cobb was arrested and charged with battery and disorderly conduct after the incident that unfolded last Wednesday at the Quick King gas station in Ocala. The cashier told deputies that the incident started when Cobb confronted her, saying she could have handled her two transactions at once. The two reportedly shouted racial slurs at one another, causing a verbal altercation to turn physical. That's when Cobb allegedly grabbed a sausage from the hot tray. And its tongs and hurled them both at the cashier. The sausage hit the cashier in the right wrist and the tongs in the right leg. Cobb then left the store. The cashier grabbed the sausage off the floor, went outside, and threw it at Cobb's car. Cobb retaliated by throwing the Coke can she had just purchased and the same sausage. At the cashier, who was... 
Guys, please keep track. Let me know. Do we ever do a show where there is not a story out of Florida? It seems like it is pretty much every fucking night. Why could even like a Florida woman breezes past Walmart checkout because she thought guard was trying to holler at her. Florida man stabs, kills his brother's friend after he wasn't given a chance to smoke weed. They left him out of the rotation. Cobb retaliated by throwing the Coke can she had just purchased and the same sausage at the cashier who was standing toward the end of the counter. The soda can hit the counter and the cashier was able to get out of the way to avoid being hit by it. I have, I have been... I, I've been holding off on showing you the mug shot because, man, does Cobb look proud of herself. I threw a sausage at that bitch. Please let me know if there's ever a night that, that we don't do a Florida story. I don't think it happens. And I do it again. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I don't think, oh, well, okay, so one of the things that you'll learn in like a statistics class is that crazy things happen more frequently when there's warmer weather. And also Venus points out the, the sunshine laws in Florida uh, help a lot with, with us having information. But like murders go up when the temperature goes up, right? But like in statistics class, they'll tell you, Murders are, cor- or, uh, this is causation correlation, right? So murders go up when ice cream cells go up. But the, the uh, what do they call that? A lurking variable is the heat. Ice cream cells go up when it gets warmer. When it gets warmer, people are outside more. People are interacting with each other more. Murders go up because people be fucking. That too. So Florida has a more warm climate. Oh, yeah. That that can contribute to, you know, Florida man. And also, Floridians are kind of fucking crazy. Just throwing it out there. I've been to Florida. Living in Florida will make you fucking crazy. I've said it before on the show. I've explained. I've some. I, I feel like somebody who was not from the U.S. asked me to explain Florida to them. And I said, "You can have a lot of fun down in the southern part of Florida. Go to Miami, party it up. Real diverse culture, great food in Miami. Good shit, good shit. Tampa Bay, also a pretty cool city. If you like touristy shit, 
and concrete bullshit, you can probably have some fun in Orlando. Don't go any further north than that. I've not been to Tampa in a really long time. Yeah, uh, there has been a migration to Florida in the past like five years. I've not been to Florida in the last five years. So, uh, really, I did not know pedos get moved down there. I mean, it's always sucked clinically. It could be so cool. It could be so cool, but there's like a lot of rich fucks down in the islands and the keys and shit. The history of Florida is crazy. Like, it was meant to be like a a rich people's paradise, yada, yada, yada. This next story didn't happen in Florida. This happened in New York City. Am I old? Do you guys get that joke? You guys get that one, right? Me, I don't even fucking watch, I don't watch commercials, but I can I can cite commercials from when I was like a kid. This happened in New York City. A man fell in the what is it called like the reflecting pond or whatever of the 9/11 memorial. An alarming situation at the World Trade Center Memorial. Police responded to a story, uh, to a situation where they had to rescue a man after they say he jumped into one of the reflecting pools. CBS 2's Dave Carlin reports from Lower Manhattan now. Here's what we know. The man jumped into the north reflecting pool and was taken out. Chopper 2 was over the scene. Here's that video. It's about 30 feet down to the bottom. The water has been turned off. We do not know the man's name yet, but we are told he is 33 years old and he injured his leg doing this. Sources tell us rescuers with Port Authority police went through. Did he dive in? Maintenance to get to this jumper. We have learned he told one of the officers he did this for his father, but it is unclear if that means he lost anyone on 9-11. We are trying to confirm a motive. I just pray that they're still okay and me, I'm curious to know why, but not everything is going to be answered. We saw the um, firefighters and the emergency personnel come down the escalator as we went into the memorial. And they said everything's fine, but they were coming in and going to like a back room. And we figured that down there where we were. Down where? Access. The man who jumped. Down here. Been a very wrestling heavy show tonight as we went into the memorial and they said everything's fine but they were coming in and going to like a back room and we figured that down there where we were was where they could access the man who jumped will be getting a mental evaluation and criminal charges may include trespassing those charges are pending in lower manhattan dave carlin cbs 2 news Dave, you're not as funny as your older brother, George. Not funny at all.
I, guys, I don't know. It sounds like a horse clopping up there now. I, no idea. I asked earlier in the show, the Daily Wire had been promoting Andrew Tate, correct? Or at least, you know, uh, trying to run defense through all the uh, accusations of sex trafficking and shit. I know several, I know Steven Crowder did. I know several other right-wingers did. I don't remember if the Daily Wire specifically did. But apparently, if, if they did, they are now turning on Andrew Tate. Ben Shapiro, Jeremy Boring, blast Andrew Tate for vile take on Israel. If And here's the thing, if, if Ben Shapiro thinks it's vile, that's a good question, Venus. I, I don't know. She's like a little Indian girl. She's like fucking four foot tall. <laughs> like, I don't think she's chopping anybody up up, up there. Daily Wire co-founders Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring leveled media personality Andrew Tate on Tuesday for comparing himself to a soldier and calling for Israel to negotiate with terrorists. We have the... See the original tweet. Andrew Tate responding to Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro tweeted out Mario Knopfel who says no bias, no echo chambers, but is like, pretty sure he's a far-right nut. Ben Shapiro says, and they can fuck right off in response to uh, human rights in Palestine. We are horrified by what is happening and we call for a truce. Ben Shapiro says they can fuck right off. Andrew Tate responds back and says, Mr. Tough Guy. Let me assure you, as someone who is who does his own fighting, as opposed to excitedly encouraging others to do it for him while sitting at home on a comfy chair, peace is always worth a conversation. Based Andrew Tate. He has a he has a good one every now and again. Why is Grinder tr- trending? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Piro gets salty. Tate, a womanizer who has overseen an adult webcam business and boasted about not allowing women to leave his mansion, was swiftly blasted on X by both Shapiro and Boring. Being a professional fighter in no way compares to fighting for your life and war you poser piece of shit you played a sport good for you boring said stop insinuating uh stop insinuating yourself insinuating yourself into the company new biden dick pics no fucking way 
Stop insinuating yourself into the company of those. That's what, like, I'm like, huh? Stop insinuating yourself into the company of those better than either of us who have fought in real battles. And try having the conversation about peace with the women raping, child murdering Hamas terrorists who started this. What a joke. That was boring. Hate's brother Tristan jumped into the conversation, falsely accusing Shapiro of advocating for the eradication of a race of people. I don't think that was false. Shapiro responded, I called for those who rape women and kidnap children to be eradicated. So not only are you immoral, you're apparently illiterate. No, you mean you mean all the Palestinians. We we all know it. But Tristan Tate continued to attack Shapiro while also blaming Israel for civilian deaths in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, I'm sure only men who fight for Hamas die in these airstrikes you're praising. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, The Tates converted to Islam, didn't they? I don't, does, does Boring have an Ivy League degree? I know Shapiro's like Harvard educated. Shapiro slammed Tristan Tate's response, writing, Either you are stupid or you are morally illiterate. Hamas literally hides behind civilians. They are currently texting civilians and telling them not to leave target areas. They put their military headquarters under a hospital. Monday, Tate shared a post to his Twitter account that stated, May Allah aid and protect our brothers and sisters in Palestine and free them from the oppressors. Andrew Tate calling somebody an oppressor. Self-awareness, motherfuckers. There's nobody to root for in this one, but like, take each other out. Have no doubt that the victory of Allah will come. Educate yourself about their history, raise awareness, countering the lies, make dua and support with what you can. We're back talking about Israel and Palestine. Bring up uh one of the biggest piece of shits in the world. Oh, Mr. Bono, Bono. Oh, I, I promised a content warning. I don't want to be like Apple and thoist, uh, foist you two on you without your consent. Oh, hold on. In the light of what's happened in Israel and Gaza, uh, a song about Non-violence seems somewhat ridiculous, even laughable, but our prayers have always been... Yeah, shouldn't you be singing like Sunday Bloody Sunday? And for non-violence, so... But our hearts... And our anger... You know what that's pointed to. Do we, Bono? And those... Those beautiful kids at that music festival.
October 7th, as the sun is rising in the desert sky. Stars of David, they took your life, but they could not take it. Seriously, he changed the lyrics to Stars of David? What about the kids in Gaza? What about the Palestinian kids? Come on. What the fuck, Bono? It's a good song. You got to admit it. But seriously, you know, when it came to uh, Northern Ireland... The IRA, weren't you singing a different kind of tune there, Bono? Hey, 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 hey now. Matt Walsh once called me. Justin Freakin is a formidable voice in the culture. We're keeping it with music. We're keeping it with music right now. David Gilmore, the lead singer of Pink Floyd, has reshared a post featuring a controversial Roger Waters documentary. Pink Floyd's David Gilmore seems to have revealed his feelings about allegations his former bandmate, Roger Waters, is anti-Semitic. The rocker shared a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, featuring Campaign Against Anti-Semitism's documentary, The Dark Side of Roger Waters, which claims to prove Waters is anti-Semitic. At different times, Tones, at different times. When I actually saw Roger Waters, he didn't sing much. It all depends on what period of the band it is. Waters has already blasted the documentary, calling it a film, a flimsy, unapologetic piece of propaganda that indiscriminately mixes things I'm alleged to have said or done at different times and in different contexts in an effort to portray me as an anti-Semite without any foundation in fact. This isn't the first time Gilmore has... Uh, let's... So, Roger Waters has been saying some fucking crazy-ass shit. He apparently dressed up as a Nazi in one of his shows. And I, I will throw that out there. Like, I get called an anti-Semite for not supporting Israel. I'm sure you guys have all experienced the same thing. So, like, I'm still, I'm skeptical of the claims that Roger Waters is an anti-Semite. But also, I... Uh, <laughs> he's been he's been saying some wackadoodle shit. Uh, like, uh, a few months back, we did... This is probably a year ago. Was Sparkles and I did this on the Friday Night Freak Show. Like, Roger Waters was complaining about black artists and shit. Really, really shitty rant he went on. Really made me lose a lot of respect for him. This isn't the first time Gilmore has let his feelings about Waters be known. Back in February, Gilmore's wife, Polly Sampson, 
called Waters out on social media, writing, sadly, at Roger Waters, you are an anti-Semitic to your rotten core. Also, a Putin apologist, a lying, thieving, hypocritical, tax-avoiding, lip-syncing, misogynistic, sick with envy, megalomaniac. Gilmore then reshared the post, adding, every word demonstrably true. The latest Waters controversy comes as he's getting ready to release The Dark Side of the Moon Redux. His reimagining of the Pink Floyd classic album actually came out last Friday. I've not listened to it yet. Waters unveils complete re-recording of The Dark Side of the Moon. The Redux features none of the other members of Pink Floyd. Roger Waters is back with a controversial new release, a re-recording of Dark Side of the Moon, made without the involvement of any of the members. Beyond giving Waters the opportunity to one-up his estranged bandmates, re-recording one of the most famous albums of all time appeared to give the artist a chance to update its message for modern times with a matured perspective. The original Dark Side of the Moon feels... One of the things that I really dislike about Pink Floyd is how, uh, especially Dark Side of the Moon, is the specific album. That album is basically a making a mockery of Sid Barrett, their other former lead singer's mental health issues. Eclipse, Brain Damage, those are songs about Sid Barrett going fucking nuts. So I have mixed feelings about the album. Waters said in a statement, but Dave Gilmore, Rick Wright, Nick Mason, and I were so young when we made it. And when you look at the world around us, clearly the message hasn't stuck. That's why I started to consider what the wisdom of an 80-year-old could bring to a reimagined version. That said, the project isn't just a faithful rendition of the original music, a la Taylor Swift's redo of her discography. Waters significantly changes the songs, Us and Them... It's stripped down to little more than his voice, while Money, is, which is like my least favorite Pink Floyd song, God damn, I, that song is so annoying, is slowed down and delivered in a much lower register than the original recording. Waters produced the project alongside Gus Seffert, while Seffert and musicians Joey Waronka, Jonathan Wilson, Johnny Shepard, and John Carreron act as his backing band. Waters will perform the Redux live at London's uh, Palladium on October 8th and 9th before heading out on a winter tour across South and Central America. This comes in a period of increased scrutiny towards Waters, longstanding accusations of anti-Semitism from the infamously, infamously outspoken artist were cemented by a recent documentary about the artist in which two of his former collaborators, who are Jewish, detailed personal interactions with Waters that they were problematic, to say the least. I hate that. As I said, I've seen Roger Waters live. I paid way too much fucking money to watch that concert. But seeing Comfortably Numb was one of those things that is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. That was fucking awesome. Having the the Nashville Children's Choir come out 
all in gel suits and seeing Brick in the Wall. That was fucking awesome. Pigs, three different kinds with the giant pig floating through the arena. That was fucking amazing. Yes, I saw Waters on the tour because like he, he goes out on tour like he's doing Dark Side of the Moon on this tour. I saw him where he did music from all across Pink Floyd's uh, um, discography. So I'm glad I got to see that show. Venus, also Johnny Rotten. Like, I'm not a fan of the Sex Pistols, but I fucking love Pill. I fucking love Public Image Limited. Holy shit. And, like, Johnny Rotten, like, the dude has been so based throughout his entire life, including calling out Jimmy Seville when it was not uh, kosher to call out Jimmy Seville. Also, apparently that movie uh, about Jimmy Seville, the movie's not very good, but apparently the actor playing Jimmy Seville was fucking killer. So I might have to I might have to check that out. They they said it was like it'll make your skin crawl that he was so good at playing him. Let's keep it on music though. Let's keep it on music. There is a meteorologist who has gone viral because he keeps sneaking metal lyrics into the weather forecasts. So this is apparently Slipknot in lyrics. Forecast. Roanoke at 57 then falls like, I did my time, now I want out. Look at Monday afternoon. <laughs> this is Blackville Brides. Oh shit. As we go into the afternoon, but in the end, as you fade into the night. <laughs> there are other ones. Name one thing in your industry or profession that the general public would be shocked to know. I was at a hockey game with my dad and with my brothers a few weeks ago, and this one guy, I was talking to this couple in front of me, and, and the guy made the comment that every meteorologist hears, but he said it in a very unique way. He said, you make a fortune to be a failure. Most people say you get paid the big bucks to be wrong half the time. There's two myths with that. Number one, when I first started in this line of work, guys, I couldn't afford a life, man. I, I had to live with a roommate. It was very tough to make ends meet. The other thing about being a failure, being wrong half the time, listen, we work with an imperfect science, but we're right more than half the time. Like we've got data to prove it. And I, I will, I will give them props on that. Meteorologists are usually pretty fucking spot on. But if they tell you it's an 80% chance of snow and you get a few fucking flurries, that's still within their prediction, right? Like, people don't understand probability. It's like, you know, Hillary Clinton had a fucking 94% chance of beating Donald Trump on on the day of the election in 2016. Just because the the 6% happened doesn't mean that the predictions were off, just means that the 6% happened. Did we not get any, any more lyrics? Bass Omen's lyrics in the forecast. And that finally dropped humidity levels. In fact, humidity levels 
Look at that. They're like, I can wait for you at the bottom. I can stay away if you want me to. I never knew what the name of that song was. What the hell was that? <laughs> that wasn't one of his forecasts. I want another one. I want another one. Mid-May, feeling more like early April out there. Just a pun in a king's disguise, right? I like this dude. He's cool. He is a lot cooler than uh, any other uh, meteorologist I've ever met. Most most meteorologists are right wing nut jobs. For some sixties and seventies, but if you're looking for the eighties again, you like come back to me. It's almost easy. Look at that. I like uh, like a handful of Avenged Sevenfold songs, and then the rest of them like really suck. Humidity anytime we get that this time of year sure sounds like heaven to me. I'm so not getting my 14 cents for this YouTube stream. I know Lord I bully you on lyrics TV. in the me, but I bully you on TV and it, but it's all brotherly love. You're like my little brother. A, a world without you isn't meant for me, Duke. No comment. Give me more shine down, shine down. April, the weekend feeling like August. Proof that sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Undertaker was on NXT tonight. I don't know what he did, but I assume he wasn't Undertaker. Undertaker. He said he retired the Dead Man gimmick. He he was going to be. Uh, like American badass looking taker on a bicycle. Bullet from my Valentine in lyrics in the forecast. Battleground, and it's like you want a battle. Here's a war between high pressure and low pressure, but high pressure eventually becomes the winner. <laughs> Alice in Chains in the forecast. And Halloween. This is awesome right here. You got the full band of skeletons. This poor guy's just going to end up a big old pile of them bones after the game. <laughs> okay, that was awesome. That was awesome. Warlord, you still here? Since you brought up wrestling, I played this earlier. <laughs> Cause I love it. I love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it for Media Winch on Friday too. Come on now. Oh! see in picture in picture. A titty slap. Yeah, you heard that right. Come on now. Give me those titties, huh? Oh! Are we gonna have to have the metal discussion again? Cause I go I go through this every so often, like Apparently all the bands I like are considered metal. But I don't think I'm a metal fan, like 
like, I think I am a progressive rock fan. To me, Tool is progressive rock. Dream Theater is progressive rock. People tell me they are metal, and I'm like, are they? So I, like, Alice in Chains is probably grunge. Black Velvet brides, aren't they kind of like a, like, I don't, I don't even really know. So, like, I, genres are weird. I don't really think Metallica is a metal band, but, like, you know, I've had the argument with fucking, I think, I think it was, uh, Curiouser. And she's like, it's in the name, Metallica. Ooh, are they on are they on Spotify? I will check them out. Metallica is a hair band, indeed. So what is what is metal? I don't I don't even know what metal. To me metal is is like Anthrax and Pantera, and I don't like that. That's not me. So, I like Rammstein. Are they metal? I think they're progressive rock. Primus is like Primus and Ween, two two of my all time fucking favorite bands. I don't think they can be put into a category. Primus is like a sound that comes from no, like you automatically know it's a Primus song. Like there is no other fucking band on the planet that sounds like Primus. And then you get to fucking Ween. They're like every genre that's ever existed. I love talking about music. We'll we'll talk about music with uh, Media Winch on Friday. We'll do we'll do a music music part of the show. I fucking love Primus. Last time I saw him, this dude like I'm I'm at the I'm at the beer stand, and this was the uh, the last time I saw him was the um, the Hobbit, uh, not the Hobbit, the um, the fucking like the trolls like the. <laughs> I don't even remember what to call it. The, the like concept album about the um Oh, I've 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 got I've got everything Les Claypool's ever done. I've got I've got Bucket of Brains, Colonel Claypool, I got everything. Um What was it what it was the it was like the the album that they did with the uh, desaturating eight or seven or whatever the fuck it was called. So they did that album and then like they did two different sets. There was no there was no opener for him. First time I saw him was um, Government Mule open for him. And holy shit, Government Mule is amazing. I was such a fan after that. Like Government Mule played for like two and a half hours and then Promise came out and played for three hours. What an amazing show! But that was the uh, that was the 3D Primus in 3D tour. 
Then the second time, I love gore. Or I did, like, they're not, like, none of the original members are with them anymore. But, um, so I see him on the, on the, like, the, the troll or whatever, the dwarves tour. And I'm out buying a beer, and this dude comes up, puts his arm around, like, hey, you excited? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm excited. Primus sucks! Primus sucks! And the whole fucking lobby started chanting Primus sucks. Because, you know, of course they did. And the dude is like, why would you say that? Like, it's okay, man. It's your first show. It's all good. Oh, you know, I have not actually listened to it yet. I think I heard, like, the uh, the first single off of it. Uh, Conspir- Conspiranoia is the first single. But I don't think I've actually sat down and listened to the, the whole album yet. Fucking love Primus so much. And yes, I'm 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 sad I I'm probably not going to be able to see the Pussifer Primus a perfect circle tour. I'd really like to go to that. Just like I would have loved to have gone to like the the South Park concert with Ween and Primus. Holy shit, that was amazing. My two favorite bands and my favorite TV show of all time. Holy shit. With Trey doing Gay Fish and Promise doing some of their songs. Ween do I saw Ween at the Ryman on their on their country uh, tour. And I thought that was super fucking cool. I saw them at the Ryman Auditorium, the holy grail of country music, doing their country tour. Holy shit was it amazing. Get some my tits, the little bastard. I'm sorry, that was like a Tim Minchin lyric, wasn't it? Get on, they get on my tits, the little bastards. That's the lyrics. From the song, Kant. We'll see you in picture in picture. A titty slap. What the? What? Yeah, you heard that right. What the? Oh. Come on now. Oh. We'll see you in picture in picture. I ruined it. I ruined it. It was all the... All the stories were about music. All the way up to the animal video, and I ruined the flow. I'm sorry. You've heard of a pub crawl, but have you ever heard of a pug crawl? In October's known for pumpkin spice season, well, how about pub pugkin spice season? Sorry about that. Shitty pun, dude. You should learn to feel embarrassment. Is he proud of himself or is he embarrassed? Pumpkin spice season? Well, how about pub pugkin spice season? Sorry about that. Today, Northeast Portland was taken over by hundreds of pugs at, a, at Level Beer Brewery for the Oregon Humane Society's annual pug crawl. I got to work on my puns. This year's theme was tail. You sure do. The sold-out crawl featured a costume contest and float parade. Pugs and their proud owners were clearly in their best-dressed era. K2 met Franny, a pug who knows the pain of wearing sunglasses all too well. Her owner walked us through Franny's red-inspired look. I... When they did the when they did the Ticketmaster thing in Congress, all the news stories kept making Taylor Swift puns. I'm gonna turn you off. I'm gonna be like, look what you made me do. 
They have a red wagon. Um, I put a box on top, decorated it with some streamers. We have a poster. Granny's version. Lyrics from the Red Album. There were friendship bracelets, but we threw them into the crowd yep. as we walked. Uh, yeah, instead of Taylor's version, we put Franny's version because that okay. is Fran right here, who is over the uh, <laughs> the float. People on Whitby Island are. Hey, no, I did not mean to click that. We're going back to the pugs. God damn it. No, not titty slap. Pugs. And October's known for pumpkin spice season. Well, how about pub pugkin spice season? Sorry about that. I you sh give it up, man. Give it up. This whole this whole story for the Oregon Humane Society's annual pug crawl. I got to work on my puns. This year's theme was Taylor Swift. The sold-out crawl featured a costume contest and float parade. Pugs and their proud owners were clearly in their best-dressed era. K2 met Franny, a pug who knows the pain of wearing sunglasses all too well. Her owner walked us through Franny's red-inspired look. I have a red wagon. Um, I put a box on top, decorated it with some streamers. We have a poster with all with some lyrics from the Red Album. There were friendship bracelets, but we threw them into the crowd. Yep. I knew that anger was trouble when he walked in. Put Franny's version because that is Fran right here. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live. Costume contest, but you know she had a good time. People on.